0: the thanksgiving episode what is your favorite all-time thanksgiving like episode of, of of tv shows because i feel like um, the thanksgiving ones are almost as memorable as the christmas ones
1: yeah but i'm gonna i'm gonna go really old um and i'm not sure i watched it live but i've seen it the wkrp turkey yeah, like,
0: same, same like, it's the funniest thing by <laughs> god is my witness i thought turkeys could fly it's, it's just it, great
1: like it, you know other shows try too hard for their Thanksgiving. I mean, everybody tries hard at Thanksgiving, right? It's the last one. Although, even like like this week, right? There's shows that are off already until next year. Like, they've done their six, five right. or six few episodes. I don't understand what's so hard about that. People are home. I think people will be watching. But yeah, probably the, the WKRP turkey's yeah, coming no, up.
0: <laughs> that's by far one of my favorite, too. I will I always share that, that link. I think it's, I just, and like, I don't even know how I came across WKRP in Cincinnati. <laughs> Because like that's a really random sitcom from back in the day, yep, yep. but that one, I, I really like that cast and I really like that.
1: No, and it's had the, the episode has had some legs. I mean, the shows had, the shows had actually minimal legs comparatively, right? Like it just doesn't. Right, doesn't like, translate. Like, hasn't been picked up. It's not like you find it on Nick at Night, you know that kind of stuff. I
0: have, I have it on a DVD. Like that is, that's we have like the DVD of the first or second season. I don't think there were many seasons of it. No, it didn't last There's long. Enough to fit on like one or two DVDs, and that's it. Yeah. Remember those?
1: I do. I have a, again. <laughs> CDs are why the truck's still running. So yes, I know about the disc thing.
0: All right, welcome into the Stuff Summers Says podcast with Steve, the Thanksgiving episode. Uh, we've got a good show. We're going to talk about Penn State losing again <laughs> <laughs> and again and again and again. You realize Penn State Athletics is hockey is playing right now, they are down 4 1. They have not won it, like the, the Univ- Penn State University has not won a single sporting event since March.
1: Well, and you remember, too, because you were here when Penn State was, was full of itself and they do the, the silly things. And, and I appreciate the job that people had, but the silly things like the fall sports teams are 26 and 4 through November yeah. 2nd. Right. Like and people would gobble it up and say, oh, yeah, look how good we are all around. It, yeah. Like I don't see a release coming now. Yeah. Um, so I, I wouldn't have done that back then. But yeah. Oh, man. What, what a what a tough fall it's been. And the basketball team is going to lose a game before they lose a game on the schedule.
0: Literally lose a
1: game. So it's welcome (laughs) to 2020 in Penn State Athletics. It's a different animal.
0: Um, We're also going to talk about what we're thankful for in sports broadcasting. And we're going to talk about TV roles officials. Did I say that right? Official TV. The the guys on TV that talk about the (laughs) the roles during a football game. Those guys. That's what we're going to talk about today. Um, we also have a good old guy, young guy, centered around Thanksgiving. Um, but I'm glad we were on the same wavelength of um, of WKRP in Cincinnati. Let's see. Things I'm not thankful for. Um, sitting through Saturday's football game again.
1: They do feel long when it's not competitive, don't they? Like, even when they get – I mean, they, it just feels – it's it's death march as a fan. Like, I mean, the, now the upside is not sitting in the stadium watching this stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and from the bad old days, we've talked about that before. I – Loved two thousand three and four from the 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 stadium piece of it because people around me didn't come, so I could stretch my legs out like it was like having room, like it was the best audience control measure 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 ever. But yeah, this is just tough. It's just there's a lot not good with them, and it all looks bad on TV.
0: Did we discuss? I feel like we may have discussed this. I don't remember if it was on air as as they say or off air, but like the fact that this probably isn't happening if there's fans in the stands. Like, that's... Like
1: yeah, I don't mean, think so. I, I think, think they respond... I don't think it's as bad. I think and it doesn't feel as bad. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I am a little surprised, and we, I know we talked about this earlier, I think, about, about whether Coach Franklin would be detailed enough to have, like, a, a rah-rah coach. Now, it's hard to be rah-rah when you're down the way they've been down, but I'm almost surprised it's not some GA's job to like be working the sidelines and keep people up and, and whatever else, and maybe it would feel disingenuous and heavy-handed to the kids, but there's just there's no, there's no there there sometimes, yes. and and that and that's palpable. Like I, I think in the again 2003 to 2004, I thought they had seven win talent. I don't think I can see schemes as well as maybe I think I can. I do believe I can see effort, um, and I remember there just didn't feel like a lot of effort back then, and there's pieces of it now that feel that way. Although they played they play well late in games. So I I don't know. Like, it's just weird.
0: I don't know. Yeah. Uh, So where I want to begin is this, and I've been thinking about this and trying to formulate this and I haven't tweeted this out yet. So you're getting a podcast exclusive um, right here on the Stuff Summer Says Podcast with Steve. (laughs) My thoughts on Penn State and the current state of Penn State is that there's too much wrong. There's there's too many things wrong. and, And even if like a lot of people, and probably myself included, want to exclude excuses that anybody gives about this team or any losing team. Like, like, quit making excuses. The old, you know, adage of quit making excuses and just win. So let's let's put those, you know, all or everything with COVID and everything with players sitting out and Journey Brown not being here. Obviously, like, not his fault. But you know, all of all of everything that's happened literally before the season even started. You know, kind of all started when Micah decided to sit out. Okay, so uh, my thing is, like, there's just so much wrong, and then the season starts, and, you know, they lose a heartbreaker to Indiana, and, okay, like, they lost a heartbreaker, but they play Ohio State the next week. Not necessarily going to, you know, base the whole season off of that game, but that Maryland game started to really unravel more and more. And I think it's just kind of gotten to a point where there's so much wrong that nobody knows where to begin and I think one of the things that good leaders can do is go out there slow things down pause it and say okay here's where we need to start here is the first initial foot forward that we need to take and I think James Franklin is a very good leader but I'm just very surprised that he hasn't been able to kind of slow things down and and figure out that and maybe he has maybe we just don't know it yet or we haven't seen it yet but it feels like like nothing has stopped the bleeding like like the dam has burst and there's there's no putting plaster back
1: yeah there's just there's too many there's a lot of holes i don't know if there's too many holes but it certainly feels like too many holes at this point and you know the turnovers if you don't okay if we don't have the turnovers if they, they cut the turnovers down okay but does that make the tackling on the defense any better okay and, and if that stops does that make the decision any decision making any better other places on the field so yeah there's a lot where this team just isn't really good and, and they're a At this point, you are what your record says you are, right? You're a justifiable 0-5. I felt good about Iowa. I thought, oh, you know, they just run the ball, stop them, you'll be okay. And they they couldn't stop them. And then they had turnovers, and it it got ugly quick. Um, So yeah, I, I just, there's a lot there to fix. And I think even if you patch up one of those things, I'm not sure the other ones still aren't too much to overcome. And, and Coach Franklin, I thought it was, what, two weeks ago when he said, you know, this hasn't happened. I haven't been in this situation before. And, and I thought of that with, with Coach Paterno in 2003 and four. If you haven't been in a situation before, how do you know how to get out of it? Like, who right. do you call? Who do you check on? And I think that's a challenge for the coaching staff as well. I mean, they've been with him or they, they're new to him. How, how do we organize ourselves to get around that?
0: I think one of the other things is, and I was, I was explaining this to somebody, is in the NFL or really in any professional sport, you have – you have the head coach and you have the GM and the GM is actually, you know, they may not be on the sidelines. They may not be calling the plays, but they're very important in times like these where they can say, okay, here's actually what you need to focus in on. Here's what you need to figure out. College football, it's a little bit different. Like obviously like there is the athletic director there is Sandy Barber, but I don't necessarily see it being that her being that way of, Hey, I'm gonna help you kind of figure this out. Like, obviously, I'm sure she's going to do that in some regards, but in a lot of ways, James Franklin is the head coach and the GM. And so, uh, like, you, as you're saying, who 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 do you turn to? Who do you look to? Say, okay, you know, do you take this? Do you take this year and say, all right, it was a fluke, or do you take this year and say, all right, time to readdress everything, time to tear it all down, start new, look at everything literally from the the shoes we're using to the plays we're calling to the people we have to the weights that we're lifting, like everything. And I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of think I'm in that mindset of if, if I was in this situation, if I was in James Franklin's shoes, I, you know, I think I would probably just say, let's hit the pause button here. Let's say, okay, there's a lot wrong. We need to just start fresh. Like we need to just figure this out and kind of, Use the rest of the season to let guys that aren't gonna, you know, guys that need reps for the rest of the season get the reps that they they want to for next year, and, and it kind of maybe not necessarily worry about the wins and losses. Obviously, that's very hard to do from the public perspective, though, because you know people are just gonna be angry hmm. and still want you to win. So, you know, I think that's yeah, I don't think one a of the things of college football. It's different than the NFL or the NHL or MLB.
1: Yeah, to me at this point, there's not a difference between two two wins and, and no wins or whatever it ends up being. It's not like you're going to get any fewer tickets or any people showing up at the stadium to buy tickets this year. So You see, you've got that out. I don't know that they're blowing it all up. I think the infrastructure is probably good. I do think it's, it's not who you ask. It's the voices you put around you. And I think, I think Coach Franklin, from my perception from the outside, is at the, is at the top of the totem pole or bottom of the totem pole, whichever one is the most powerful piece there, I always forget. Um, he's the guy. And, and it depends on who the advisors are to him that he has brought in. Like, I don't know that he's reaching out to somebody else, but I don't know there's anybody else in the building. You know, they had some of those ex-coaches who were back as consultants a few years ago and those kind of things. Someone who could, you know, former NFL guys who could kind of be in your ear or just offer a different perspective because they're not reporting to you. Like, realistically, they're not over a long period of time going to be there. Um, So I think there's somewhere in the middle. I, I think there's... I've always thought there was more focus on football that could come from the, from the coaching staff and not worry about the noise. I thought this team, and I've written it before, and I probably said it before. I think Coach Franklin's teams, while, while O'Brien's teams, wanted to, you know, avoid the noise or whatever that song word was he had on his, on his walls for the thing, you know, you know, ignore the noise. Coach Franklin's teams seem to embrace the noise, and that gets back to the fans being in the stadium and having some something going on around you and having that energy. And I just think there's a lot of noise this year and a lot of different things going on that they, they I mean the covid stuff in theory they in terms of numbers they they've handled well right they haven't been hurt by it they haven't I mean in terms of players lost I'm sure it's it's a distraction I'm sure it's a pain I know they lost practice time so but I think everybody else in the country has had some of those things too so this just feels like the perfect storm of of ugliness on the, at least on the field and yeah, I think they will be somewhere in the middle of when it's all over. Well, yeah, we're going to reevaluate this. We're going to blow this up. We're going to do that, and we're going to just—they're going to have to make a decision on stuff that they they, they drilled down deep on and other stuff that they just say, "Oh, 2020."
0: Yep. Pass it off. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. All right, have we beat the horse enough?
1: Yes. Because we'll have we'll have next week to do it too. I think. Yeah. Unfortunately. yeah that's great. it's not looking
0: good either. It's like, another week of, I don't
1: know. Yeah, I feel less good about this one than I did about last week. So we'll see.
0: All right. Um, let us talk about something that I think I like to a degree, but I don't think are used in well enough or in the right way, and that is the TV roles analyst. Uh, mainly, primarily, really only through the NFL, and by way of the NFL, Gene Steratore with college basketball. I feel like that's the only areas that we we see it in and it's trickled down into college football I, this is a relatively new invention in kind of sports media i feel like maybe the last five years they've really been around i don't know if they're used in the right way does that make sense
1: i do how would you think that i, I do and i may agree or disagree so how should they use so, used? Right. Do you think?
0: so for example i was watching um i forget what nfl game it was this weekend um and it was the was it the Sunday night game or the Monday night game? And there was a there's an interesting catch made. And it to me, when I saw it live, it looked incomplete. The rolling on the field was incomplete. It was it was a Sunday night game because it was the Raiders. And John Gruden challenged it. And they brought in their roles as analyst, who I forget, is, is it Mike Pereira? No, it's not John, Mike Pereira. John Perry. John Perry. They brought in their roles at analyst and let him be like let him talk for like five like like five 15, 10 seconds at most and then they're like all right we got to go commercial that, that, what, what good does that do what what does that do like let and i understand that they're doing this new thing where they want to like speed up the reviews and don't have to have you sit waiting around for the review but like that's the whole that's the whole position for the guys for him to sit there and talk about it like you will make that commercial time up like don't show me like the, the halftime highlight of like the Bengals game or whatever game show like i want to hear that i want I want you to talk about that and i think that's what the boat is missed on 99% of the time and they don't i don't know they just don't always provide insight to me
1: yeah and i think if if you're going to use them then then you don't then the analyst doesn't get the color commentator doesn't get a swing at this thing like you go immediately to the rules Except, analyst and say here we go it, it, if, if you're not going to use them or if, if you think you're a color commentator slash analyst, whatever word you want to call for him, normal guy, if Chris Collinsworth is good enough, then let him alone and don't employ a rules analyst. Like It's, it's one or the other because there's just not enough room for that, um, I think. I mean, I think, and in my, in my other thing is I, Mike Pereira, who I see the most, and Dean Blandino at Fox. I thought Pereira was the best addition to sports broadcasting five or six years ago when they made him full-time. And when he worked at the NFL Network, it was a must-see segment on like Sunday nights or Mondays when he would break down stuff from the weekend. It was like finding this gold find of of good information five or six years ago. Now when I see him do his work, and and many other analysts too in this this situation, they talk about how they would rule the play. Here's what I saw. Here's what, What I want you to tell me is I want you to tell me the rule. I want you to tell right. me what it's supposed to be, not what you would do with it, because I, I think that some of them are almost grading the officials. I don't need them to grade the officials. I need them to tell me is it, what's the rule on this, and and yeah. I need them to see stuff, and I need I need them to see stuff that, that's clear to the viewers. Their job is to serve the viewers and inform us better, and they, and they just don't always do that, you know. They just they're just another voice in some ways, and that's a shame.
0: I the comment about the the, the color commentator, I I do feel like there's a lot of time spent on like. Vamping for that person to come in, and then they come in, and it's like, no, just go to them. Go to them first. Let them talk. Like, I, tell me what you have to say. I don't know. I, they, Especially on Mondays. Monday is the only
1: game he's got. Like, if it's Sunday NFL games, Sunday I get games, it. Yeah. You know, they may be watching a couple games, and you got to vamp a couple seconds for him to get there. But my challenge is, it's 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 become more about the person offering the opinion and saying, "What's going on?" And here's, well, oh, I like what they did there because that's how I'd have done it. I don't really care how you'd have done it. Yeah, I don't really care how the they've done it. What, the what does life? the rule say? And and tell rule and tell viewers that. And don't make it more complicated. Make it more simple. Don't come in and say there's many things I got to look at here. There's a couple things I got to look at. The most important thing is this. First this, then that. And talk me through it, and, and make me feel a little more informed. And too often it's just another talking head.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, I. I know they didn't put this on our, our rundown here but I, I don't know if you saw this i saw this somewhere else this week um somebody was talking about basically every college or every broadcast network should have a offensive line guy they should have a kicking guy mm. that comes in and talks about like in the same way that the officials comes in and talks about the this play like Talks about okay, this was a bad snap. Here's why he missed that kick. The snap was high; it threw off his timing. I thought that was kind of an interesting idea. I don't know if I would like it every game, but it, it reminded me of like the mega cast when they get all of the coaches in in a room and they're talking, and then you're actually getting a lot. Like, there's not play by play; it's all all analysis. And I I, I wonder if we're headed in that direction for a Super Bowl or for. You know, whether it be like a Twitch stream that's sponsored by some somebody and you can make money off of it or some, some other things where you're not necessarily showing the game, but you're showing, you know, five NFL mm-hmm. coaches, five former NFL coaches, five college coaches breaking down the film like they do on the megacast for the college football playoff games.
1: Yeah, I, I think that would be interesting. I think you get, depending on your analyst, you get a piece of that every once in a while now, right? Like if it's Collinsworth on NBC who held for kicks when he was in the NFL, he's going to be able to talk about that holding kicks thing a, a little bit better than somebody else. If it was, you know, Matt Millen in his heyday when he was good and he's talking about linebacker play, okay, he's got, I, I trust him more on that than I do talking about offensive line play, depending on who your analyst is. So I think you get some of that. Um, and then it depends on how well-rounded, how well-rounded well rounded and much work, homework they do to be up to speed on some other things. You know, um, I expect linebackers, I guess not. that I said that, I expect linebackers to know what they did, and also know what they would have been keying on in that situation, right? right. So here's what the offense is doing. When well, most, some teams, and, and they can't say when I when I played or when we played, some teams have their folks key on this, right? And they can explain why that, why the offense is doing what they're doing. But I can see the expanded piece of that, of multiple voices coming in, in, kind of an add-on, add-on second or third screen option for big games.
0: So as as I mentioned when we kind of started this segment it's really only football really it's i feel like it's only really fox with college football um it's primarily you know the nfl and the other weird one that has these officials that i've noticed is golf like anytime you watch any of the majors there's and usually it's like a dude that's he is the role like he's the that's his job for that tournament it's not like some Joe Schmo guy that used to be sitting in that position it's like the dude that's working the tournament and he explains the role which I like I don't know I don't know if you remember the arena football which I used to watch every Friday night and Saturday night but they used to have they would when they would do the reviews they would have the official mic'd up and say okay here's what I'm seeing like here's the, the process and like think about think about like the Indiana Penn State game this year if if we knew what the the line of thinking was, which we would never know, we probably will never know. Obviously Penn State fans are still gonna be angry, but at least there's going to be a little bit more thought process to it. Right. Um,
1: No, I think that's the real answer. I think, and I've written this before, I think that's the answer is to have a league or have league access to the person who's making the decision. Because realistically, Mike Pereira and Gene Steratore could see the same thing and talk about how they'd officiated differently. That, that, that could happen. You could, if they were both doing a game and both asked for commentary, they could, give me the NFL person. Go right. ahead and sponsor that. Well, I mean, you know, and here's the, here's the league the league ruling brought to you by PepsiCo, right? And and have them talk, the give us the access. Exactly.
0: The, and it was great. And, and yep. it was awesome. Um,
1: I mean, they had a mistake. They didn't have a mistake. They had an uncorrectable one early on. They didn't have a camera view to see right. one thing that was famous. But that's how the process works. Right. That's and what it's then, called. I didn't see a thing to overrule it. Can't change it. Boom. And you heard it all. And and, and and that's what fans want. I mean, if you're going to be in the stadium, you want the experience or whatever else. If you're going to stay home, you want access to an, and information that you can't get in the stadium. So go ahead and give me that. Stop employing everybody having their own. Send us into the NFL Broadcast Center. You're the, you're the broadcast network and partners. Pay for that access.
0: So, so where I think I was going with that and then I got fired up and you got fired up was – so with the NHL, for example, when, there is a, when there's a controversial call like that, they'll, they put out a statement through their, their like PR communications Twitter. It's not a great statement, but it tells you what the role is, and it says, "Because of this role, blah, blah 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 blah, it was no goal. Do you think that other sports should have these? Like, would you want one of these in hockey or in baseball or in whatever?
1: Well, the, I don't know if the NFL officiating does a tweet every time for every ruling, but they have one and they'll go back through highlights for the weekend. So, yes, I, I think if you're going to have it, if you're going to have replay and it's to get it right and and people want transparency and access, go ahead and embrace it. And and again, it seems like it's a value to me. It seems like a sponsor would say, okay, let's put our name on it. Who, who, who do you, what's a sponsor that you consider accurate and timely? You know, is there a watchmaker sponsor? Is there a uh, a Deloitte and Touche, a lawyer, right? Exactly, an accounting firm, something right. that's national, and, and they, pro, you know, the rulings provided by Smith Law and, Law and Company, right? I just think it makes sense, and it would it would unclutter and take out confusion because even if these rules analysts say, "Hey, this is what I saw, what's going on," that could still contradict what the league's ruling is because they're not speaking for the league; they're employed by the broadcaster to see what they would say. Right, and, and they, the, 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 it happens every week. They'll say, "Oh, it should be this," and then. It, something goes differently and as a as a fan i don't know who to trust give me give me the league line i know it's their business but let's just hear it straight from the horse's mouth
0: right wow a lot of horse talk today <laughs> well you know um no i agree i agree all right that's good that was good that's a that good lively de- debate we both were on the same page there but like i feel like we were that was good
1: we sounded oh, loud even easy. though we agreed and people love that cut.
0: yeah all right um Steve, Thanksgiving is Thursday. It is Tuesday as we record. Hey, Penn State Hockey, making a little bit of a comeback now, 6-3. to three. Um, You'll already know the score of this game, so I don't know why yeah. I'm giving you updates. <laughs> what are you thankful for this year in terms of sports media? And it, can't, it doesn't need to be just this year, because my, my five, like they've all been relatively this decade of inventions.
1: I have one invention, and then I have a few people, I guess.
0: Okay, all right. Um, I have yeah, I have two people on my
1: list. Okay, I have more people, I guess. I have pylon cameras atop my list, especially as a Penn State it on football there, but fan. I,
0: like I, I'm still like mad about it, like I've I know. Uh, but
1: I'm thankful, so you know that they exist. I think they make good stuff. I mean, think, think of all the stuff that came out of the Chris Godwin catches past weekend, thanks to pylon cams. You know, you saw three different ways. Um, college game days on my list. Um, oh, that's a good one. I just think it's. I don't watch Inside the NBA, and I know those are the two shows that are back and forth as the best studio shows, but I think the degree of difficulty for College of Game Day, changing locations every day, and it has influenced generations of fans and become a cultural touchstone, I think that's the second thing on my list. Um, uh, Marty Smith is on my list. Um, that's an interesting one. I like Explain. him. Explain. I, I think Marty Smith is, has somehow gotten to where he's at by being just himself. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think he's a journalist. I think he's entertaining. I think he's informative. Um, he is the right voice and the right tone for college football. Um, the Marty Smith America thing podcast stuff. I, I think should have a broader scope. I just think he's seems like a genuine fun guy. Like he's a good you know, dude,
0: I I got to meet him one night at Nittanyville. He came, and he's like. Like, the same energy he has is the same, like, right. energy he brings.
1: Right, and and, that, and it translates, that's all. Like, it's just so many people on TV and in sports, it's hard to know what their agenda is or what cards they aren't playing. I, I don't feel like he's playing cards or holding anything back. I think it's just who he is, right? And he, he enjoys this stuff and, and has a good time telling stories. And darn it if the homespun nature of him doesn't get people to tell him stuff or, or open up, which is impressive. What's um that, what's that draw. It is a little bit a little bit of central Virginia stuff because he's from like the Blacksburg area, like over in that that part of Virginia. So yeah, um, and then I have a play-by-play guy and a studio guy that I'm thankful for. I have Joe Buck on here. Um, I think he gets beat beat up, but I think across sports, the two major sports and all he's done, I think he's he's great. He's going he's going to go in the Hall of Fame this year.
0: I don't understand why people go on Joe Buck. I don't yeah, get. I don't, I don't. Uh, like. There are certain. Ana- or uh, color commentators that I understand with pretty much every major color commentator that that does a football game, including Joe Buck's partner. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I, I understand, um, but I like like he does. He doesn't make a mistake very often. He is very good. He's very professional. He knows exactly when to get excited. He knows exactly when it like needs to like focus in with his voice on the game. He also knows how to let the game breathe and like. Let you listen to the sounds that are coming from, from whether whether it's a celebration or a, a whatever. He's not talking over over that. I never really understood why people. I mean, I guess people don't, don't like the Cardinals and, and were mad about that. I guess I don't, I don't know. know. There was
1: some stuff because he followed his dad so close, but he's earned his gigs. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 he had already. I mean, I, he would already have been on this list, but he won me over in the quarantine stuff with the play-by-play on Twitter stuff that people would send him videos. That was very funny. And, and, yes. and, and, and it, you know, he'd say do the play-by-play if you were making a donation to something. I just think that's that that was smart. That was again genuine. That was you know wonderful. Um, and my fifth, I think, and again, this was just today's list, could change tomorrow. But my fifth is Charles Barkley. Like for the NBA, I do that's watch. A good one. Like again he seems there's no bs there like he's you know again you know he can call a spade a spade or anybody any name he wants to um at any time because he's got that build up but i just don't think he's bsing and he feels old he's he's older and not into the analytics stuff too not that i'm anti-analytics but there's there's a piece of it there that he just uh, just wants to roll the ball ask about basketball out there and play sometimes which is interesting
0: how like how many nba games do you watch a year
1: before the playoffs, ten or twelve, if that.
0: Oh wow, that's that's ten or twelve more than me. I mean, in pieces, kind of, of them, up? not full games. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would say maybe I'm at most three, but every time that I turn on TNT and I see Charles Barkley on there, I stop and watch because he's he's hilarious. Like, like he's just, and you know, like, and it, they, you you mentioned that you know the studio show earlier. Their studio show is, is it's incredible because of who they have on there, and like the amount of sass that they like will throw back at each other but that is like it's authentic it yes. is authentic sports debate it is not just like some you know dude sitting there with notes that he wrote down like it's all off the cuff like anytime yeah. shaq says anything to charles and, and, and vice versa and ernie will get into it a little bit like i think ernie doesn't get enough credit for how good he is he's really good um
1: no that's how i got the names on the list for just today was who would i stop the channel if i'm surfing who am i going to stop and see that's yeah. And, and for, for me, Charles and Marty would probably be on that list, Well, they're on the list. All
0: right, my five. Yes, sir. Uh, starting also with cameras, sky cams. I, I, I was so – remember, was it now two NFL, three NFL seasons ago when they were like, we're going to broadcast the Thursday night game exclusively from yep. the sky cam. And you, you probably grew up with Tecmo Bowl. I grew up with Madden. And that's that is how i learned football that yeah. is how i like understand football it is very hard for me to like when i'm sitting there watching a game not in person like on tv very hard for me to read a defense until you show me the sky cam and i'm mm-hmm. like okay that's a cover two or that you know there's a cover zero like it's 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 a lot easier for me right and i wish that they were shown more but i do have one quick gripe about sky cams it's actually one particular Skycam. It's the Walmart Skycam on the NBC broadcast because <laughs> I have no clue how to watch it. because I, So we've been watching more 4K stuff because we have a 4K TV now and mm-hmm. our Comcast box has it. So keep in mind that we have Comcast. I do not know how to find the 4K Walmart plus 4K Skycam. <laughs> and I want to watch because we've been watching all of the, the Fox games. They're all on 4K now. And the, it's... It is, Truly, like, remember the transition from, like, regular broadcast to HD broadcast? It yeah. is, it's that step up again. <laughs> um, but anyways, that was my one gripe. I just I had to get that out. It's, it was, it's driving me crazy. So if anybody out there knows how to get the Walmart Plus 4K Skycam, let me know. All right. My second thing that I am thankful for, announcers who talk about analytics but actually, like, like understand them. And I know that that is, that is hard to kind of explain because, like, there was a good tweet the other day that was, like, NFL color commentators anytime, you know, it's, it's fourth and two. And they're like, analytics, analytics, analytics. Like, because, but they don't know what they're saying. They're like, well, the analytics might tell you to go for it here. They might not know. Like, know what the analytics are. I think that, especially in baseball, you, there was that whole broadcast where they only did it through the perspective of, of analytics this I think it was this past season um, you know in hockey they're they're creeping in more and more um, it depends on what where basically if you watch the Canadian broadcast they creep in a lot more than the, the US broadcast um, I, I really appreciate that because that is how I, I that's what gets yep. me interested in sports I like looking at the numbers of things I think it tells you a lot about them. Player, I mean, I also value you know the effort and all of that, uh, but I, I appreciate announcers who actually talk about them and know what they're saying. Um, so that's that's one. That's a good one. The next one kind of ties into that. Place that knows about a lot about uh, analytics is the Athletic. I think yep. they do a phenomenal job. Again, the best subscription that I have, and um, all of the subscriptions that I have. I you know I really think. And I know you're supposed to read, you know, as good journalism and good English teachers taught taught me, you're supposed to read more than one source on things, but it's so tough to to not wanna leave that app and not wanna you know, there's so many talented people there. And it, it would be different if it was, you know, more of the old sports illustrated model where they had like a lot of national writers and they would talk about your team like probably every other week. But they you know, the insight that you're getting from every single beat writer is is second to none. Um, speaking of journalists, with a capital J, uh, journalists who ask questions and not say, talk about. That, that is Steve's dance against. It, that was. Oh, that Steve is my
1: fe- That is my biggest pet peeve. Oh, talk it about. It drives
0: me insane. Like, can you talk about? And I, 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 just want like I want Greg Popovich or some coach somewhere yep. to be like, no, yes, I can
1: Sure, I can. What would you like to know? Yeah. Like, I just want a question. I, I, that is my pet peeve with students in the classroom or anybody. Ask a friggin' question.
0: It's yeah. not hard. Like, all, and all you have to do is, like, you know, instead of, can you talk about why this person played this? Why did this person play this position? Right. There you go. That's all you have to do is just forget. Can you talk about it? It's not hard. And I
1: don't know. I mean, it happens all the time. It's not like anybody teaches that. Like, nobody teaches that. So yeah. I don't know how it gets in. Like, I don't. It, it's like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Run a horse barn if we're going to have horses, and all of a sudden the donkey shows up. Like nobody's raising horses. Where'd the donkey come from? Like I, it just doesn't. Again, with the horses. I don't know. I, I know. Are you
0: getting a horse this weekend? Like...
1: <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was trying to a little bit of continuity. A uh, no, little bit of I... continuity before the fifth answer that you're thankful for. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, no, that's good. Um, the The last the last one is a, a two parter. Um, so technically, it's six things. But the Dan it? Patrick Show. It's your show. Pat, the, the Patrick the Pat McAfee Show. That is what the I'm two thinking.
1: Patrick. That's good. Those are good. Those are. Good. I think Guys, you're right on both cases. I think
0: I, those shows are. I mean, the Dan Patrick show is, a, again, somebody that knows how to ask good questions is Dan Patrick. Like he knows how to ask very good questions, yeah. and but it's also more of a conversation. It's not an interview. It's a, it's a conversation with the person. Yep. It's just he just happens to be asking more of the questions than the other person. Right. And the Pat McAfee show is just a lot of fun, a lot of energy especially around, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon when you're falling asleep at your desk. Yep. Like, that's what you need.
1: Yeah, no, I think, th- I think those are, are both exactly right. And I, and I think the SkyCam thing is, is kind of an old guy, new guy difference in a way. Uh, when I see that look, I think video game, right? Because that's just not how I'm, I'm high sideline. Like, all my football throughout my life, I've been, you know, integrated a high sideline, and that's how society is valued it too. Get those seats at the 50-yard line or close to the middle, right, right, at the stadium. So that's what's valued. But the video game view is the sky cam, right? It, it it is more of of what's gonna be seen in the game and how it's done and, and actually now when my seats are at Beaver Stadium, it is that high high end zone, whatever else. So I was gonna say you know, that was
0: honestly I think that was the first time I really like ever fell in love with that look was the first one of the first times we sat up in the south end zone and you look down and you can actually see the play develop and right. and actually see what's happening, not just like this guy has the ball and then he's running down the field. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um all right. While well, we're on the topic of Thanksgiving, this, this week's old guy, young guy, I wanted to know, did you, did you have, like, a family Thanksgiving football game growing up?
1: No, we did not. We did, okay. we did one See, in, like, I high school, not... but I didn't. No, we, my brother did some in high school after me, but it wasn't a thing. Like, I mean, I, I understand people did it, but no. We, my family on my mom's side was, like, dairy farmers, man. We, they ate and they were gone. Like, it was lunch and then they were, like, back to the barn or something type deal. So, no, not a lot of football.
0: So, reason why i asked we did not do that like my family didn't do that um that wasn't really like a thing amongst my friends but weirdly my cousins and i every memorial day we would always play baseball like we would always play like a game of wiffle ball at my uncle's house and that was like like what we did and like we'll still text about that from from time to time that's cool uh, yeah it was so, I don't know. I just had... I had to no, I think a that's
1: question. a cool... I think it's cool for any family that has one or the other has something like that. I, I think that's great. Like, I, I think yeah. those are wonderful traditions. All
0: right. You have one on here. I'm going gonna, gonna to tell you my answer.
1: I just threw out the question. I just didn't even know. So, I'm curious. Canned cranberry sauce or real cranberries?
0: Neither. Neither? It's oh, gross. wow. It's so gross. But
1: they're so. those are to- totally different things. You've tried know, both.
0: but I don't care. Like, cranberries are gross. Like, cranberry juice is nasty, and cranberries are gross, and, my okay. wife love, Anna loves them. She loves cranberry. Like I she likes the canned kind. The, the, the like,
1: jelly, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> no. See, I'm I'm weird though. Like I don't like like I like jello, but I don't like yogurt or pudding. Okay. And I think it's because of like the texture and the consistency. Yep. I think that there's something to do with it. That's
1: probably fair. That's fair. All we ever knew was cranberry in the can, like whatever we had, and then we have a friend now in the past five or six years who's Daughters are the same age as our daughters who will come Thanksgiving or do whatever else. And she insists on making real cranberry sauce. And like, it's just, it's, it's easy. It's, it's the cranberries and a cup of water and some sugar and you boil it and it's easy. I'm like, okay, you make that, but I'm still going to open this can. And yeah, that freaks her out every time. Yeah, that's
0: weird. Um, well, that's the other the other one. The other weird Thanksgiving thing that I found out about through Anna's family is sauerkraut. Like, And I love sauerkraut. Big sauerkraut guy. And Thanksgiving? It's that's like a big thing to have sauerkraut with your Thanksgiving. No,
1: no, no. See, central Pennsylvania is pork and sauerkraut for Christmas, um, right? Or for, for New, New year's, year's. I mean, year's. but yeah, yeah but no, no. We not always
0: a, did that. Like, like that's my yeah. mom does not cook many things. That is one of the things she will cook every year.
1: Yeah. My wife doesn't eat, th- doesn't eat sauerkraut except for a little bit on New it Year's. Like, it's like good luck.
0: Like, that's what taught the right. Yeah
1: yeah. It, it does, yeah. yeah. The Pork Council started that 60 years ago. I love it. <laughs> I just yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's good luck here you go. Know. Um, like, again
0: yeah, i i don't know i think
1: but no not on thanksgiving that's weird to me
0: yeah it was, it was kind of surprising to me I and mean, i was like all right I'll eat. but you're gonna eat it you gotta eat it right so yeah. you like it well but kind. like see i'm actually like i don't like i love thanksgiving it's my favorite holiday but i i i'm so much more into the leftovers of thanksgiving exactly than i am Thanksgiving there. Like, yep. I, I don't know. I don't think turkey tastes good until it's cold again. And then like it's either on a sandwich or like leftover gravy, leftover yep. mashed potatoes all Yep.
1: No, I'm together. Saturday. Saturday watching Penn State at noon. It's going to be Thanksgiving all over again. So yeah. It'd be great. Yeah. All
0: right. I guess I'm thankful for you too, Steve.
1: Hey, I'm thankful for this. This has been fun through the fall. Yeah, I appreciate this.
0: this. Thank you for Thank you for indulging us on on this. All right. Well, that's a show. you probably listen to this on Thursday. Go eat your turkey. Um, you know, Be safe this weekend or this week. Make sure you're smart and social distancing, masks and all of that. Um, subscribe to us on all of the podcast networks, Google, Spotify, and Apple. Also like us on Facebook. Email the show at stuffsummersayspodcast at gmail.com. Still no emails. Uh, we do want some feedback, although I did see – I was poking around the other day. I do appreciate there is um, – there's a couple of reviews. So if you've made it this far, please, and you haven't given us a review, give us another review. We do appreciate that. Um, my Twitter handle is at says Your hit Twitter handle is?
1: At Steve Samsel.
0: Pretty simple. Anything else? I don't have anything else.
1: That is it. Happy Thanksgiving for everybody. Happy, stay yeah, safe. Do, the, do all the virus stuff well, so, you know, yeah. you stay safe. Get this over with. <laughs> exactly.
0: All right, bye.